This is Doc's Outside the Box, Ask Darko segment, version two. Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry, you're getting real live insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. Hey docs, are you looking to learn how to become a physician leader? Then Physician CEO is for you. Physician CEO is an accelerated business immersion program designed for physicians and developed by MBA faculty from the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. The 2018 program begins this January, so learn more at www.physician-ceo.com forward slash D-O-T-B. What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Docs Outside the Box. Not the average episode, but this is an Ask Darko segment version two. I don't remember when the last episode was. I think it was like episode eight or so, but I did it with Katie Brewer. It was off the chain. We answered a bunch of financial questions and I haven't done that since. I've had gotten a bunch of questions via email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I've just have been hoarding these questions and haven't gotten a chance to answer them. And then I was just going through them and I was like, you know what, why am I going to individually type each one when I could just answer them quickly on the air and I know it's not just one person who has these questions. I know multiple people have these questions. And then also at the same time, it gives you an opportunity, gives us an opportunity to kind of connect on a different level. I think the interviews are great. I hope you all are learning a lot from them. But sometimes, you know, I just want to take a moment and just kind of tell you all about myself. And I know you all have some questions for me. So once again, I just want to say thank you very much for the feedback. I read all of the feedback, email, Facebook, whatever you can think of, I read it all and I just want to say thank you very much. So I just want to take a quick moment to read another five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please, for those who haven't left a podcast review, the best way to thank any podcaster that you really like is to leave them a five-star review or to leave them a review in general. Why? Because any review, particularly five-star reviews, help the show to become more visible to new listeners, and therefore the show grows and it makes it easier to get more guests. So my next five-star review is from Manu2017, and he or she says, Hi, Dr. Darko. What's up, Manu? Thank you for creating such an incredible podcast channel with so much useful and relevant information. Please keep them coming. I definitely will keep them coming. (laughs) I was also wondering whether it would be possible to find a doctor who currently practices outside of the U.S., specifically Dubai and Canada. I would love to hear their story and experience. The podcast about the doctor practicing in New Zealand was very informational. Thank you, Manu Med 3 UW Madison SMPH. Well, Manu, thank you very much for taking the opportunity to write me a five-star review. I definitely appreciate it. And yes, he or she is referencing the first episode, the inaugural episode of Docs Outside the Box, where I featured Carmen Brown. And she was a doctor who um, was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, became an OB-GYN doctor and decided that she's out. (laughs) 
<laughs> she was going to go practice in Australia as well as New Zealand, and that was a very, very popular show.、Um, but to your question, if you know of any doctors who are practicing in Dubai and Canada who are doing really cool things outside of medicine, my research team is always looking. So please send me some、um, some tips on people that you know. Some.、Uh, Referrals on people that you know who are doing really cool things, and I'll go out and reach reach out to them. So the show is definitely not limited to doctors within the United States. Obviously, my network, the people I know, the majority of them are in the United States. But if you're looking for a wider experience, just let me know, and I'll take a look. And like I said, I'll put that on my radar. So once again, thank you again for the five star review. So. This is just an opportunity for you all to ask me any questions. So I got a bunch of questions, and let's just get in and start. So the first question is from Young MC Operator, and he or she says, "Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And why did you start the show?" All right. Well, look. So I'm from I'm from the East Coast. I grew up partially in New York City and Queens, New York, up until I was ten years old. Anybody who doesn't know, that's in.、Um, Lefrak City, which is not too far from Shea Stadium, from where the U.S. Open is played, and、uh, grew up in this、um, apartment building project called Lefrak City. Very pivotal time for me. And at the age of ten, eleven, me and my parents we bounced and moved to New Jersey to a small town right outside of Newark, New Jersey, which is basically Newark, New Jersey, called Irvington, New Jersey. And the rest is history. So why did I start the show? So that actually comes back to my childhood. So I grew up in Lefrak City, which is basically the projects, and、um, I had two, you know, two parent household, which was amazing. My parents are from Ghana, West Africa, blue collar, blue collar immigrants. They work very hard, and I had three sisters, and they protected me. And you know, there was chaos outside of my doors, and you know where I lived, but it was a very safe and very nurturing. Um, uh, home that my parents had built, and we were very, very, we are very, very, very close. And education was pushed among us onto us very much. But when I was growing up, you know, the Cosby Show was a big influence on me. And I think a lot of times people don't understand how TV and how seeing、uh, representation, people who look like you. How much of an effect that can have on people? So, you know, although you know things are going on, controversial things are going on with Bill Cosby now. Just take a moment just to separate that and just listen to my story and my journey, if you will, please. So, I'm going to share with you. So, for me, growing up in the projects, you know, watching, you know, a very successful African American male who's a physician and has a beautiful wife who's a lawyer and has amazing kids and lives in Brooklyn. You know, for me, that's something that was very unfamiliar to me. Like I said, my parents were excellent role models. To this day, they're still my role models. But nobody—I didn't know anybody in my neighborhood who looked like Bill Cosby. So for me, I was very fascinated and very attracted to that life. And I knew at an early age that you know this is the life that I wanted. Like this is what I wanted to be. This is the way that I was going to get out, quote unquote, of the hood. You know. And、um, I just basically had a single-mindedness of purpose that I was going to be a doctor, and I kept that thought process in high school and college.、Um, you know, I did all the right things. I did the things that I was supposed to do, that you would think that you would have to do to get into medical school. Got into medical school and decided to get an MBA, and then from there, you know, went off to 
Atlanta, Georgia, Morehouse School of Medicine. Thank you very much for letting me in. And I did general surgery there at Grady Memorial Hospital for five years. And that was an amazing experience. And then from there, I went to Miami and I did a year of trauma critical care. And that was amazing. And then, you know, it was time for me to take a job. And I just I didn't want to take an employed job. And I started doing locums. And I started to notice that when I was doing locums, I was meeting people who were doing some amazing, fascinating things. People were, I mean, I can't even give you all the things, but people were just, you know, medical consultants. Some people were, you know, running their own businesses. Some people were, you know, going overseas and traveling throughout the world. All things that I just was not exposed to growing up or exposed to in medical school. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, if I had known that this was out here, I would do, I would have done something differently. And, you know, it wasn't until I hit my rock bottom point when I was doing locum tenens and, you know, trying to find myself and trying to figure out that, okay, look, I got, you know, a college degree. I've gotten my medical school degree. I've gotten residency. I've gotten fellowship, you know, and for me, I just did not feel fulfilled. I felt as though there was something else that was missing. And I finally realized, you know, after watching what all of these people were doing, that what I was searching for was I was searching for for fulfillment. And it became clear to me that, you know what, there needs to be more of these stories out there because I can't be the only one who feels this way. And I became a fan of podcasts before that because, you know, I was having issues with finances. I had a lot of student loan debt between me and my wife. And I just felt as though I was just a a sitting duck working with financial advisors and you know one minute they explain something to you and then the next minute you forget and you have to ask them four or five times so i started searching out blogs and then that led to listening to podcasts and i just started to listen to other podcasts that were about finances and then i started to see are there any podcasts about doctors and what they're doing and i saw that there was a void there and i felt as though i could offer something and i just decided to start And seriously, with a laptop and a microphone, I said, I'm going to go ahead and start this podcast. And it started off to crickets. Nobody listened. But, you know, through hard work, through consistency, this show has really grown to well past what my expectations were. And I have to thank you all for that. So that is basically the genesis of the show. So Young MC Operator, thanks so much for the question. My next question is from Operation Surgeon. I got this from Instagram, and if you are not following Operation Surgeon, you all need to. She is doing amazing things on social media. Um, She's making YouTube videos on her journey towards getting into medical school, but she sent me a bunch of questions that I can't answer all of them right now on this show, but eventually I'll answer the majority of her questions. But the first one that I wanted to ask answer actually is her question that says, is it unrealistic to have a side hustle during medical school? such as standalone shops or online boutiques? So that's a good question. So I'm going to start off by saying that I think, sorry, I had to get some water. (laughs) I think that there's the old adage of if you're in medical school, if you are working while you are in medical school, you are working your way out. I'm sure the majority of you all have heard that term. And basically what that means is, look, You know, being a medical student is a full time gig. 
you cannot really expect yourself to get income from other sources by working or by anything else that's going to take your mind away from from studying you know like studying is your job and although i went to med school over 10 years ago or yeah i graduated in 2006 so it's been over 10 years you know, things have changed from that time to now. Social media is huge. Web 2.0 is here. People are doing and making money in so many different ways. But I think I'm going to stick to my first answer. My first answer is I'm going to say I want you, operation surgeon, once you get into medical school, I want you to focus on being the best medical student you can be. Okay. And then after that, I want you to focus on the best resident that you can be because once you get all of your degrees, once you get all of your credentials, can't nobody stop you. All right. Then you could do whatever you want to do. But also at the same time, I do recognize that it is a little bit easier now to get your name out there. It's a little bit easier to be an influencer in ways. So you have to pick and choose very carefully. And if you do do a side hustle, be very, very smart about it. Make sure it's not taking time away from being a medical student because your job, your primary job in medical school is to be a medical school student. All right. And now a word from our sponsor. Understanding how to run a business in medicine will put you at a unique advantage in the future. Whether it's leading a hospital, practice, or starting a new venture, the Physician CEO program will put you in focus from day one. Physician CEO is an accelerated business immersion program developed by MBA faculty from the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. The Physician CEO program provides an intensive MBA-style education made up of modules, with each module covering topics from leadership to entrepreneurial ventures. Because of their individualized structure, each participant leaves the program with their one, three, and even five-year business plan, all designed to function in the real world. If you're a physician who is looking to start your own venture, lead your practice or department, or even start planning for succession out of medicine, then you can't afford to miss this opportunity. Class is filling up. The 2018 program begins this January. Learn more at www.physician-ceo.com forward slash D-O-T-B. So the last question that I'm going to read for this show is from Dr. Disbro, who is out in Atlanta, Georgia. He's an ER resident at Grady Memorial Hospital. What's up? My old stomping grounds. So his question is more of a financial question. And he says, well, let's start with a background. So he's got a question about student loans and his background is right now I have about 200K in federal loans as a PGY1 in a three-year residency. So I know about that life right now. Me and my wife are paying off uh, a total of about $660,000 in student loan debt as combined. Okay. But I definitely know about that, that over 150K student loan life. And his question is, would you suggest being frugal during residency to put more money towards loans? or paying the minimum amount on an income-based repayment plan, knowing I'll have more interest accumulated by the end of residency. My goal is to pay them off as quickly as possible, but not also, but also not to make residency more stressful than it already is. That's a really good question. So I'm going to answer in two parts, all right? So what I would do is I definitely say be as frugal as possible. You are still in a mode where you are not used to having money. And I would do as best to make sure that the first thing is you want to create or excuse me. The first thing is you want to try to stop creating as much debt as possible. So the big thing is let's see if you can stop using credit cards or even if you have credit cards, learn to just not use them at all. So I would say 
first things first is create an emergency fund. And if you can, try to create an emergency fund of at least one to three months, at least three months, okay, of just expenses, all right? That's the biggest thing. So that if any emergency occurs, then boom, you can always fall back on that cash and you don't have to follow and use credit cards. The next thing I would say after that is try to keep your expenses low. Don't do what I did, which is I graduated from medical school and then I felt as though I needed to or I deserved a home. Never mind the fact that I didn't have any money, but <laughs> it was 2006. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. Everybody was getting a house. Yo, don't judge me. I, right? um, but you know, don't, don't make any big expenditures. Don't get that BMW. Don't get that Audi. Don't do any of that stuff. I would just say stick with what you have right now. Keep your expenses low and try to do as much savings. Try to do as much uh, loan repayback as you can. And also at the same time, start budgeting. I think that's one of the best things that you can do to really take control of your finances. Now, specifically about income-based repayments and um, things of that nature, I had to go ahead and do some research on it because things have changed since I've been in residency. Um, but... You know, I, I've done some research and I wanted to also get the opinion of someone who I know you all trust, someone that I trust. So I went ahead and spoke with Bo Lu, who's also Future Proof MD. He was on the show before. And, you know, one thing that I wanted to get from him is what's the best way to kind of maximize income as well as maximize interest payments. So his advice is he recommends the income driven repayment or the income based repayment plan. And then using the revised pay as you earn program, right? Which is the repay, R-E-P-A-Y-E program. And the reason he says that is basically to get the benefit of the interest subsidy. So if you do that, there's going to be very little amount of interest that accumulates during your residency training. And then when you finish residency and you start making some cheddar, when you start making that cream, cash rules everything around me, <laughs> you start making that big bucks, then it may be advantageous to switch and refinance, okay? So I'm going to put some of the links from Bo Lu's article on repay um, as well as income-based um, repayment plans on there, okay? So I hope that answered your question and there are plenty more questions that I can answer, but I'm going to save that for another segment. But I hope you all enjoyed this segment of Ask Darko. Please send me more questions. I am so, um, you know, I just really enjoy that you guys really feel like you want to ask me questions and you want to, you know, pick my brain, or at least you think that I am an expert in a certain area that you have questions about. So you could always reach me at email docsotb at gmail.com. Twitter handle is at docsotb. My Instagram, and you know I love a gram. I love a gram is at knee n i i p darko d a r k o. And then don't forget about the Facebook page, which is forward slash docsotb. And before I jet, before I catch you on the next episode, remember we only got one life. Let's make it count, and remember to live outside the box. Peace. <laughs>